Hey love, and welcome to the Boss Mama podcast. The podcast that is for the woman, the mother, that is ready to ditch the mother-loving rules she has been living by and to start writing her own. For you to learn how it is that you can hold the energy, hold all the things that you want in this life, wear all the hats, and do it without compromising your nervous system, do it without compromising your marriages, your relationships, compromising you. Life doesn't have to feel so hard, mama. It absolutely doesn't need to be. So I hope you will join me as I share more about my journey from going from a burned out, registered nurse, new wife and mother, to a thriving and aligned mama of two who's finally building the marriage, the life, and the business that lights her soul on fire. Someone who no longer feels like a victim, but feels like the mother-loving boss of her own life. I'm going to teach you how to do the same, Mama. So let's just dive in. Hello, hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Boss Mama podcast. I am so excited. I am just so excited to be putting out another episode. I have had so many incredible interviews lately with so many powerhouse women. Like women, when I say powerhouse, I don't mean like, you know, uh, I guess I think when I say powerhouse, I think of it way differently than probably what most people think. But I just love seeing other women being so unapologetically honest and themselves and doing the work that they feel called to do. That's what I think of when I think of a powerhouse. I think of someone like in their power. And, you know, I don't know if you follow me on social media. If you don't, please come over and follow me over at She Is Boss Mama. But I feel like I am busting through another glass ceiling in my own personal growth journey. And I just feel more unapologetic than ever. And I feel like I'm finally like I'm embodying who I'm really here to be. And I know that might sound weird considering I've been on this journey for a while. You know, this podcast is over a year old now. Oh, I lied. It's not almost, it's not over a year old. I think it's literally though at the end of March. I'm going to have to go back and check. But anyway, I've been doing this work and helping other people, you know, step into their power for a while now but the thing that I I know for certain if you're listening to this I'm sure you've realized it too is that the work never ends you're always going deeper you're always you're always like on an upward spiral like growth is like a spiral it's um like a coil you you might feel sometimes like you're going backwards you know like you might not always realize that you're growing but you are it's just it's not in the way that we, we you know, it's not microwave, cookie cutter, Amazon Prime style. It is slow and steady and consistency wins the race style. And, you know, new levels, new devils. As you grow, as your life grows and you step into new roles and new jobs and you start cutting away all that you aren't and you get really clear on who you are you are going to continue to be tested you're going to continue you know the universe is going to continue to be to send you what you need in order to keep growing in order to keep ascending so anyway I don't even know why I went down this path of talking about all this but basically I want you to know that I see you, like I see you and I feel you and I am you and just know that like you're always going to be on this journey and it's never too late. 
every second, every day is just another opportunity for you to choose to get into alignment, choose to love yourself, choose to give yourself what you're needing, what your body, what your heart, or your soul is craving. So with that said, I have a couple things I just want to share before I introduce today's guest. Right now, I am offering my human design readings are going to be split. I am now offering intro to human design readings and expansive human design readings. So intro to human design reading is really going to be for the woman that really doesn't know much of anything at all about your human design. So if you don't know your aura type or maybe you do know your aura type, like you know you're a projector, a manifester, a reflector, a generator, or many gen, but you don't know much else, then the intro to human design reading is going to be for you. This is a 60 minute reading and I'm going to break down your aura type. We'll go into your strategy and your authority, but we're going to keep it really, you know, simple and we're going to keep it to that level because what I've been finding is that I give a lot in my readings. I I, I I really do deep dive into your, your design and that's something that you have to be ready for and I think in order to truly appreciate. So I want to give you, the reason I decided to do this is because I want to give you the most impactful value that I can give you that is going to resonate the best with wherever you're at in your journey. So I've had myself, I've had three readings, um, you know, I but my very first reading you know, my biggest takeaways were really about like, oh my gosh, I'm a projector and this is what that means. And I've been able to take more and more weight and go into more specific depth each reading that I've, I've received. And even now, you know, doing this myself, I, I've, you, you'll, you can be studying your human design for, for 10 years and literally still keep going you're always going to be learning more and more and more about yourself. So for my expansive readings, I'm really, again, this is going to be more tailored to the woman that you are aware of your energy type. Maybe you are, are maybe you've already been self-studying or had a reading before, but you want to dive deeper, maybe into your soul's purpose, your life purpose, dive into your planets, dive into your specific channels and gates and um, centers and really pay, pull out and extract the information that you're seeking from your chart. I, and I can help you do that. Go into your profile, all of these things. That's what the expansive readings are for. And that those are going to remain 90 minutes long, so an hour and a half. And with those readings, you get the breakdown of the channels and um, the defined um major influences in your chart like I have been up until this point um, and you're going to get your recording and all of that jazz all the goods that I've been I've had I've given you in the past so the intro to human design reading will be 155 and the expansive readings will be 222 so that is the big update as far as human design readings go so if you've been wanting a reading check the show notes uh, and the links will be down there where you can book your reading based off of where you're at and where you were what oh my god words are hard today but anyway go to the show notes and you can pick which one feels right for you second at the time of this launch this episode coming out I have um, I'm enrolling looking for women that are looking for one-on-one -on -one mentorship that are ready to ascend to that next level. Whether you are, you know, preparing for motherhood or you are wanting to start your own business or you are feeling lost AF with where you're at in your life in all shapes and forms in every aspect, <laughs> whether, you know, maybe you're questioning your relationships, you're questioning your career, you're questioning you know, who you are and you're ready and you're done feeling that way. You're ready to step back into your power. You're ready to get on your path. You're ready to bust through these ceilings. You're ready to let go of 
feeling disempowered, you're ready to let go of your worthiness wounds, like you're ready to let go of whatever's blocking you. I have openings for my Embody program. So this is my six month one-on-one -on -one container where you get full access to me, two one-on-one -on -one calls a month. You get access to my Embody curriculum, self-paced program, which goes through three phases. So all self-paced, you do this on your time, but it will help walk you from where, through from where you are now and get clear on where you want to go. And, as, as, <laughs> and it will break you down how to get there, okay? Really stepping in from the old, letting go of the old identity that has got you to where you are now and stepping in and embodying the identity of the person that has everything that you truly want. It also includes a human design, full human design reading with me, as well as Monday through Friday Voxer um, support. So if this feels like something that you are needing, you're ready for, then I want you to go to the show notes or message me on Instagram as she is boss mama and we can talk about if this is a good fit for you. Okay, I will leave the link to the program in the show notes for you to look at um, more of in detail of what is included with the program. But my best advice to you is that if your intuition is pulling at you as I'm saying this, to just shoot me a message and mention that you listen on the podcast, you heard about Embody, you're curious. Follow that nudge, follow that breadcrumb, follow that, you know, little push from the universe because um, it's important for you to start. One of the things that we'll go into in this work together is starting to trust yourself, trusting your intuition. Because although our fear gets in the way, and yes, change is scary, and it might not always make sense, but it's the things that don't make sense all the time but feel right. That is where our true bliss and happiness and prosperity lies, is on the other side of stepping into those, those opportunities, stepping in and claiming those decisions, following through, okay? So I think that's all for today. Big announcements I wanted to share. So let's get in and introduce Amy Stein, who is today's podcast guest. Okay, we are recording. Yay! Welcome, Amy. I'm so freaking excited for this conversation and to have you on the podcast. I know we have been chatting away already, but I just cannot wait to introduce you to everyone. So thank you for being here. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to have this chat. Yeah. So, all right. Let's just dive right in. I want to tell everyone who you are, what you mm -hmm. do, um, you know, what your you would how your title is, however you want to describe it. But I want you to share your story. And really, um, I know that you are super passionate about energy medicine, and you've mm -hmm. been on a huge journey um, mm -hmm. yourself, which kind of led you here. Which I know that I can personally relate to immensely. Um, so. But, you know, for the listeners that um, don't know you, can you walk us through that and what that has been like for you and what, yeah. where did you come from? Sure. So my name is also Amy. So we've got, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we've got the Amy's today. It's the Amy show. Uh, so basically, like most people that are listening to this, I was brought up in the traditional cultural paradigm of, you know, Western medicine works. And if you, something is wrong with you, you go to the doctor, they fix you. And so mm -hmm. as a child, I had all these messages that my body was sending me. They were labeled as symptoms. It was labeled as I was too sensitive. There was something wrong with me. Right. And I didn't understand why all of these different variables affected me so much. So certain people, I didn't want to be around. They felt really yucky. Right. I didn't want to eat certain foods. I didn't want to go certain places. I didn't want to wear certain clothing, but I didn't understand what this meant because back then no one talked about what it meant to be highly sensitive, to be empathic, mm -hmm. to pick up on energies because we're taught mm -hmm. from a young age, if you can't see something, it doesn't exist. It's not real, right? Like, oh, ghosts aren't real. You can't see them. It's the same idea. 
But what I didn't understand then that I understand now is everything is energy, right? So mm -hmm. you, me, the baby, the desk we're sitting at, everything in our world is energy, whether or not we understand that or not, it's just a fact. It is what it is. And so even if you can't see something, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And so growing up, I had all these, these symptoms that were going on. They would escalate as I got older and I would try to not pay attention to them and they would just get louder and it would, it would get destructive. And I was mm -hmm. just told that I was too sensitive. My parents would take me to the doctor. They would say, nothing's coming up in the blood work. She's fine. She just, you know, is a difficult child. She just has a lot of oh like, yeah, like she has growing pains. Um, she doesn't want to go to school. She doesn't, she's trying to use this to get out of things. Right. So it was like, it was affirmed to me that there was something wrong with me, that I was broken, that I was a bad mm -hmm. kid because I was saying I had these, I was experiencing these things and I wasn't believed, I wasn't taken seriously. And so it forced me to confine into what was expected, right? So to become that kid that fit in because in our society, if you're labeled different, that's a bad thing. Right. But now I'm okay with being different because it means that I, I go to my own, you know, I'm authentic to my own needs, right? And yes. I don't really care what other people think. But as a child, you want to fit in. You want people to like you. You, mm -hmm. you know, you want to be part of the group. And so I formed these protectors that kept me safe. And so we all do this. We all have these incidents that happen to us as children where we express a need and that need is not met. And a wound is created. And in order to keep us safe and to you know, keep us in survival, the body creates a protector. And so what happens is every time the body perceives an incident happening that reminds it of a past incident, this protector will come out. So it could be someone who's aggressive, right? So you have an aggressive protector, so they're going to lash out. They're going to yell a lot. They may be violent. You could mm -hmm. have someone who's a victim. Why is life happening to me? You could have yeah. an addict, right? Like I'm going to drink a lot or I'm going to binge shop or binge TV or binge social media, whatever that may be, right? Um, you could have somebody who is controlling type A perfectionist, right? Like if that was me, if I could control every aspect of my life, then maybe no one, no one will notice that my shit's falling apart, right? So like, I'll just make mm -hmm. it seem like everything's okay on the outside, but on the inside, I feel awful. And I don't understand what that feels like because in our mm -hmm. society, we're taught not to feel our feelings, not to feel right. our sensations, right? To push them down. They're, they're not real. They don't have validity. <laughs> you can't see them. They don't exist, right? But so it creates these levels of trauma and into the body, which then leads to physical illness and imbalance. Mm -hmm. And so again, we're not taught any of these things, right? Like this is not right. talked about. And so we have these protectors. They're, again, their idea, the way the body creates them is to keep us in survival to keep us keep on living like that's the only purpose of the body is to keep us in balance and to keep us alive to procreate you know whatever so these protectors though as you age don't go away unless yep. you do the work around the unmet need and the wound right unless you get that met unless you heal that layer of trauma that energy block it stays and that's mm -hmm. how you respond every time you're triggered right like you're going to yell or you're going to be mm -hmm. the victim or you're going to try to control the circumstance or you're going to, I mean, there's so many of them. You're going to yeah. numb out with addiction, right? It's mm -hmm. like your poison, whatever the one is you go to, like we all have multiple protectors. There may be ones that are more pronounced and prominent. So what we don't understand, because again, we're not, it's not talked about is that this actually keeps us stuck in a really false paradigm as we get yeah. older. Right. And so it keeps us stuck in toxic relationships or toxic oh. situations. And then we think like, oh, nothing's ever going to change. Mm -hmm. It's going to stay the same. It's so hard. My life is so hard. What's happening? Mm -hmm. And it it sets us up for for failure, but it also sets us up for imbalance in the body. And when there's imbalance in the body, that leads to sickness. And so that was exactly like I was like, exact prototype for that. You know, I, I stuffed my feelings. I stuffed my emotions. Oh. I had all these sensations. I kept and it oh. wasn't until I was in my mid twenties and I was working with geriatric patients as a medical researcher. And I began to resemble my patients. And I was like, what is going on here? Like this, mm -hmm. this doesn't seem right. They're in their seventies. Mm -hmm. I'm 25 and I'm 
I'm resembling them completely. You know, I'm having all these body pains. I'm breaking bones, just walking like something is weird. Mm -hmm. And so again, I was taught to go to the doctor. So I would go to the doctor and the doctor would say, oh, you're just stressed out. You know, you're getting married. You bought a house. You work a lot. You're just really stressed out. And I was like, no, there's something going on. But what I now know is that the body will send messages up before blood work yeah. will pick them up. So like the labs will appear normal, but there's something going on and you know, there's something going on, but you're not being taken seriously. You're not believed. Right. So it was frustrating for me because I was in this Western medical model yeah. and I was like, there is something wrong here. Like I'm telling, I'm trying to advocate for myself. I'm telling all these doctors, right. I'm, I'm on this merry-go-round of going to all the different doctors and it's never one doctor because in our society, it's everyone's broken up into specialists, right? So you start with your yes. GP or your internist and then yeah. you go to like 10 other doctors, but nobody yeah. talks to each other. So there's this whole disconnect and there's also a disconnect within the body because in our society, we're taught to just be in the mind, right? We're not taught mm -hmm. to trust the body's messages. The body is broken. Take this pill. It will make the messages go away. But that never happens. The messages either get louder. You get more messages. You get mm -hmm. new messages from the messages mm -hmm. you never had before, right? And so mm -hmm. it's not addressing the root cause. And so even, even when you begin to address the root cause of, you know, so you figure out, because everyone's desperate for diagnoses, right? Like, oh, I, right. I just want a name for it. If I have a name for it, I'll feel better. And I was no different. I just uh -huh. wanted a name. And I got, you know, like 17 different names from 17 different doctors. And I, everyone had a different protocol and none of them worked and none of them felt good. And I just kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker. And no one took it seriously. Like they were just like, oh, take more of the medication. I'm like, I literally cannot leave my room. I'm bedridden. I have daily migraines and vertigo. I cannot leave the bathroom. And you're telling me to take more medication. Like there is something wrong here that this is the response that you have. And so then I was labeled as a difficult patient, right? Cause I'm questioning. Yeah. I'm literally like thinking in my head, like if I was the nurse and like you were the patient, I mean, I can just, yeah, I can picture it yeah. now. Like I can just picture it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this, this merry-go-round of going to all these different doctors, it was a few years because it was hard for me to understand. Cause again, we grew up in this idea of this belief system that again, we inherit before age seven, Bruce Lipton talks about this in his beyond belief book that these belief systems are passed down generation to generation to generation, right? It's not even mm -hmm. your parents. They inherit it from their parents and culture and society and whatnot. But we never question these beliefs. We just take mm -hmm. them as this is what it is. This is what life's supposed to look like, right? The body's supposed to break down. The body is broken. You go to the doctor, they fix you. Like we never question any of this. So this is when I began questioning it. Like something's not right here. Something doesn't feel right. My body is getting worse and I'm doing what the doctors are telling me to do. Like so I began reading books, doing my own research. And every time I would bring something up to the doctor, like, hey, should I be concerned with changing my diet? Should I be concerned with all the toxins in beauty products and in, you know, uh, cleaning products? I was met with a, just take the medication. Nothing else will work. The medication is the only thing that's going to work. Come back when it gets worse. And so healing, you know, hearing this constantly, it reaffirms this belief of not being seen, not being heard, not being believed. And so it creates this whole nother level of trauma in the body. Yeah. And a whole nother level of disconnection because again, well, the mind knows better than the body, right? Yes, the mind is a powerful tool, but the mind is just simply part of the body. And because we have this disconnect between the mind and the body, and I'll argue the spirit, the healing never occurs until you connect all three of them together. Yes. And mm -hmm. this isn't talked about either in our society or, or in the medical model, right? It's like, no, we just concern ourselves with your symptoms and that's it. Right. Yep. The material world. Yeah. What yeah. we can see. Right. What, what we can see. And yeah, and it, we work, we work, we work backwards, but we don't, yeah. we also don't work. So yeah. So I'm, first of all, I want to acknowledge that everything you said in the beginning, literally I have done the binge shopping, the numbing out with shows and movies, the over drinking, the mm -hmm. um, 
uh, codependency and relationships, yep. using yep. relationships to escape. It's escapism. It's just yeah. numbing from the problem. Right. And so much of, and I, everything that you're saying, it's so maddening because, you know, when you're in the world, when you're within the world of medicine, you want to believe, and you do believe because that's what you're taught, right? <laughs> you do believe right. that medicine is good. Mm -hmm. We're doing good, all of those things. But when you yourself are the patient and, you know, here I was being a nurse, but also on the, uh, in my own, uh, in my own body, in my own mm -hmm. self, behind my own walls, I was struggling yeah. and I was trying to rely on what I knew, which was medicine mm -hmm. and work on the symptoms and what was happening, not looking or paying attention to myself and maybe the patterns that were repeating, but looking at the symptoms and trying to treat the symptoms and like the cycles just kept repeating. Right. And that was what really was my breaking point was mm -hmm. just the repetition of pain and suffering mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that made me feel like I was a piece of shit and a failure oh. and you know like something's wrong with me so i really feel like i know before we hit record like we were talking about you know we all have oh, i talk a lot about not robbing people of their rock bottom because sometimes mm -hmm. that's what it needs but everything yeah. i'm sure why you do the work that you do and i know mm -hmm. why i do the work that i do is because i like to believe that we don't all need to hit that rock bottom right <laughs> and that it's it's about waking up and oh my gosh, my throat. We all have our different entry, entry and introduction to this world. And it can be so subtle as just hearing about it and something resonating, but also mm -hmm. understanding that that resonation is your intuition. Yes. It's your body yeah. being like, hey, this. Hello. Yeah, pay attention to this. Yeah, go here. This. Go to yeah. This one. Yep, but exactly. like you were saying, we're we're trained to think with the mind, right. and we're trained by what we've we how we've been raised, and what our mom taught us, and what our parents showed, taught us, what they did, and mm -hmm. well, that's what we know, so that's what's safe, and that's what we're gonna do, and exactly. here we are, and here we are, right. because yeah. change is scary, right? And so we don't yeah. want to change because change is scary, but change is the only constant, and so this is when I started to look to Mother okay. Nature. And I started to, to explore plant medicine because it's been around for 5,000 years. Like there's a reason it's been around for 5,000 years because it works, right? Yeah. Indigenous medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, plant medicine. But if you don't understand it, you're still kind of looking at it from a Western medical model, right? Like this plant for this condition, it doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. So the, the way that it works is that, which is Ayurveda, is we all are built differently. We all are unique. And each plan is unique as well, right? So we all have this thing called constitution. So we all have different constitutions. It's how we react and respond to the world. And the plants are the same way, right? So like when I first introduced essential oils, I guess like 10 years ago at the beginning of my journey, it was, oh, you have a headache, use peppermint, right? Mm -hmm. But peppermint doesn't work for everybody because we don't all have the same constitution. And peppermint's constitution is not for everybody. So it's understanding the value that mother nature provides, but understanding how she provides it. Right. So I began to go on this route of thinking I'm, I'm done with the doctors guinea pigging me. If anyone's going to guinea pig me, I'm going to guinea pig myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to take my control back because we're taught to give our our power away, give our yeah. power away to these doctors, go to medical school, you know, and, and nobody goes to medical school to uh, torture people, hopefully right, not right, now, right. right? Like they want to help people, but it, the system is broken and it's not a system that is going to work for people with chronic disease and, and autoimmune conditions. It's just not going to work because it's, it's, it, it, it misses so many aspects. And so I began even though the doctors told me not to, I had already cut out all the toxins I could in my house, right? Like I, I switched all of my cleaning products. I switched all my personal care products. At that point, like there really was nothing. So I was making it myself because there really wasn't a lot out there. And what was, was really expensive. And I began like eating really cleanly because I was eating um, what I thought was a good diet, but they call it the sad diet for a reason. The standard American diet is not a good diet. Yeah. And so but you know, that's what everyone else was eating. Right. And I, and I stopped drinking. I, um, 
could no longer metabolize alcohol. So I wasn't able to even use it as a crutch, right? Because my body was like, absolutely not. We're done with this. Like you need to start looking at these habits and behaviors and how harmful they are. But because we're not taught how to do that, it feels really scary. Mm-hmm. And then you you don't do it. You wind up quitting because it's really scary. And the body is designed to heal. But as I said, it's also designed to keep you safe. So if you start doing radical changes, the body starts like freaking out, like, oh my God, we're going to die. And it will sabotage yeah. you, right? So like if you're yeah. trying to lose weight or you're trying to change the way you eat or you're trying to start a new exercise, like the body's like, holy shit, what's going on here? Like, this is mm-hmm. scary. And it will stop you because it feels that it's a threat and it will throw up your protectors. Like, oh, this is a threat. Throw up the, like, it's like all, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like that movie, what was it Inside Out, where you see inside her brain and like all the emotions are there. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, alarm bells are going off. Like, that's exactly what happens. It's a really great movie to watch to understand what happens in the body. You know, even though it's a children's movie, like, it actually is really, you know, if adults want to watch with their kids, like, just, <laughs> you know, like it's a good movie to, to get the insight. But I digress. So basically, I started doing plant medicine. I started understanding how all the plants I was already growing had medicinal properties. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I was already growing all this stuff and they all have these medicinal properties. And I started to understand how the the plants had their own properties of how they could be used, right? So this plant was more of a warming and drying plant. But if if I'm like suffering with warming and drying issues, that's not the plant for me because it's just going to create more of that propensity of warm and drying. So I needed Mm. a cool dampening plant, right? To balance, because the body's always trying to get into a balance. Like that's all it's trying to do. But we get in the way of that because we think Mm -hmm. we know better. And Mm -hmm. so we use the alcohol, we use the medications, we, you know, we numb out, which whatever way you want to do it, we eat the bad foods. And that's just human nature. Because again, you're just human. That's all you know, right? Like you're doing the best you can with the skills you have. But as you said, or we overcompensate. Exactly. Exactly. Because you think like more is better. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me do all of the things. And that's never good because the body gets overwhelmed. And then it, again, it's like, we're not safe. Right. So yeah. the, the, the thing for healing, one of the most important lessons is you need to be feel safe in the body. Yes. And in our society, we're taught not to be in the body. So you're already like an, a disadvantage, right? You're already right. like an uphill battle. So yeah. it's finding ways to be safe in the body. And so for me, like I couldn't meditate. I'm like, I don't understand. Everyone says meditation is so great. And why is this not working? Because for me, my body did not perceive it to be a safe practice. So then I found other ways to be in my body safely. So then I would do Qigong, right? But I was never, I was still kind of escaping my body because I had really bad pain. I had still a lot of symptoms going on. So even though I was doing the plant medicine, it wasn't, it wasn't enough, right? And so I had to still understand that I was missing that connection between the mind, the body, and the spirit. I was still trying to do it all in my head. I call it manic healing, like do all the things, right? Oh, if I didn't, this didn't work, I'll try this and then I'll do that. And then I'll do it. But it doesn't work like that because the body's like, there's too much going on. You're still not dealing with what needs to be dealt with. And to do that, you have to be in the body. Mm-hmm. And so it led me then to energy medicine, which I didn't understand because I was like, I don't understand. I'm taught if you can't see it, it doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. And so to understand the idea of energy medicine, I related it to plant medicine. Like, oh, I can see these things that exist that I did not create, right? So I did not have the weeds grow here. I did not have the birds. I did not bring the butterflies. Like I didn't do any of this. Something bigger than me created this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all right, I could kind of get around that, right? So it's like, however, you can make it work for you in a way that feels good to you, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also being open to what else could be, right? Being curious about. Yeah, I think curiosity is so important. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like you said, it's like, I what I see a lot and what I, I know that it's kind of like we burn the boat and we just try to go completely the other way. Like, so if something's not working, we think, oh, a radical change. Oh, that's why, you know, I came from health and fitness. So my first business was as a health and fitness coach. And that was mm-hmm. what was so frustrating for me is because I started to see why, you know, I quote unquote was successful was because I wasn't coming 
I was beginning even then to realize that no, this has to, this is an inside out process. This is a ways of being, this is how I'm being has shifted mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm no longer relying exercising because I just want to hit a weight loss goal. I'm exercising yeah. because of how I know it makes me feel and how, and, and because I'm looking at it from a holistic point of like, this is what I need to be in my best energetic, you know, be at peace to like, and I also removed a lot of the pressure that I had, you know, I had I identified a lot of the shoulds and the, mm-hmm. um, um, the uh, wounds that I was working from before when mm-hmm. that led me to a really unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. with food and exercise and all of those things. So that's really where I started to get curious myself of like, how is this? Like, there's more here, you know, mm-hmm. there's, this isn't aligned anymore with, you know, this isn't aligned with me because I don't no longer believe this. Exactly. Exactly. And that's normal, right? So like, you know, people will ask me, what are all the things that you did? Right. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even tell you all of them because I did so many different things. And the things that I did 10 years ago, five years ago, no longer resonate because I'm a different person. Right. And my needs are different. And the way my body responds is different and that's okay. Like that's not a bad thing. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Because if you look to mother nature, mm-hmm. she's resilient. She's always adapting. So mm-hmm. when we can look to, to something outside of us, right. To see how mm-hmm. it's responding, she doesn't ask for permission. Like she just does what she needs to do and she gets it done. Right. Oh, like she, yeah. she marches to her own, her own beat and she doesn't ask questions. She doesn't ask for approval. She does not go into a shame spiral. She does mm-hmm. not shit herself, right? Like she just does what yeah. she needs to do. And so the freedom to wonder like, oh, how can I do that in my world, right? And again, it's not about doing everything at once because right. it's not it's not attainable Yes, and it's not healthy and it's overwhelming. It's taking those small steps and then taking the time to appreciate the small wins right. because they add up. Yeah. Right. So even if it feels like it wasn't an, a lot, mm-hmm. it can still add up and you can still look back and go, wow, I did come a fr- I did come a really long way. Right. Yeah. Like so and and that's the other thing with healing is it's not linear. There's right. lots and ups and downs, right? Like yeah. it feels like the pole app dual song, like you take two steps forward, but you're taking like four to six steps back. Yeah. I'm always, always, <laughs> always, always, always talking to my clients about this of just like, you know. I know it's a redundant, but we're right. this is a constant journey and you're yeah, always yeah. going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And but that's also the beauty of it because yeah. at the same time, you know, you keep uncovering more and it's almost like, is this ever gonna end? That's <laughs> very, it doesn't. And it doesn't. It's and that's a very body. like that's right. a very like um I've moved further and further away from this like very victimy mentality way of thinking about it. Cause usually whenever I fall into that, it's because again, I'm usually over, you know, I, there's something happening in my environment yes. where I'm not getting my needs met. So I'm feeling exactly. very vulnerable, yeah. but, um, you know, it's, it's again, our energy is not compartmentalized. If there's a leak somewhere, there's going to leak, it's going to leak and affect everything. Pervasive. Yes. Like, Pervasive. like a, the, like in a vehicle, you know, you have to mm-hmm. keep up, check the fluids regularly, you have <laughs> maintenance regularly, and you're always coming back to the same yeah. things. Because it's a regular cycle of a regular check-in. Okay, you know, is this still in alignment with me? Am I still? Am I? My values changed. I'm in a different season of life. My environment Mm -hmm. changed. Like Mm -hmm. my beliefs are changing. Um, But so much of like what I wanted to say to what you were talking about before was, yes, it's just like understanding that you know, starting to recognize when we're getting those signals when mm-hmm. we're feeling what, mm-hmm. whatever it is whatever it is for you for me it um it really came out m- most um forcedly and loudly through my anxiety yeah, um, initially but like it's then once it's like once you uncover that and you move through that and you're working you you deal with the ways of being with that and it's just you're going to you're going to have the courage the strength the knowledge to then keep moving through the other layers mm-hmm. and it was like once i got through that it was like oh okay i've woken up to this now i see and can recognize 
my in, like where I'm off in my my marriage, where I'm off in my business, where I'm off in my career. And it was just like one at a time. I've right. been just going through it. And it's just and then motherhood. It's just like, you know, it's just and it's an extension of you. But it's a whole it's again, allowing yourself so much of what I see and why I'm so passionate about motherhood is because again, it was like, uh, until you can recognize that you are an ever changing being and that the way that you were raised is not necessary is not set mm -hmm. in stone, is mm -hmm. the, like that you get to choose your truth, you get to yeah. choose yes every moment of time and at every phase in your life that you are the one in the leader of your life yeah. then you're going to constantly feel it like you are just a victim of your circumstance a victim mm -hmm. of the of what's happening mm -hmm. and realizing no you get to write a different story mm -hmm. you get to write your own story and and just and take in it starts with you it starts with us and really everything just being again not not saying that what our parents did was wrong it's right. having curiosity to say does this actually even fit or align with me now like does this mm -hmm. feel good mm -hmm. for me like to to accept as my truth anymore you know so, yeah, absolutely yeah i agree with all of that so dr kim Jaramo is a a pretty famous energy practice and practitioner i've been working with her for a long time and she'll say, what's right about this I'm not getting, right? So whether that's a feeling that comes up, a sensation, like I had issues with anxiety, just like you, you know, up until I did that trauma-informed training, I didn't know what it felt like to not have anxiety 24 seven. Like mm -hmm. it was just a part of my life. We accept it as normal, right? But it's not normal, mm -hmm. but that's what we're told is normal. And so when it comes up, I'm like, is there emotion behind this? Is there a sensation that I'm not acknowledging or, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's, an, it's observing it, right? It's not, because normally we would label it, we would judge it, we would shame it. Yeah. You know, there's an expectation behind it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that. The curiosity is it's just being open to what it may be. It doesn't need to be good or bad. We don't need to label it. We don't need to assign a judgment to it. It just is. And when we can feel that, it passes a lot quicker, right? Yes. So we actually yes. sit and feel it. It actually passes a lot quicker. That's what I wanted to talk about, about the trauma piece. Because so you're trauma-informed. When yes. work. I, I went through a trauma-informed certification. So important. Yeah. So but what's so important about what you said, and I can honestly say, like, even still, this is becoming more prominent and prominent for yes. me personally, yes. is that there are so, like, trauma is not what we traditionally, again, um, uh, societally or even, like, me in media, like, mm -hmm. think trauma is. Mm -hmm. Trauma is there's big trauma, there's small yes, trauma. Trauma. Yep. trauma is trauma. And right. it's just about the wounds. And like to me, even just talking about with healing, I know healing can be like an overused word, but it's really healing. I was just mm -hmm. actually wrote a post about this. Healing does not necessarily mean that you have to spend hours or days or right. years. It can just be the awareness. It's, it's yes. a wound that just needs yes. to be recognized. Yes. I am here. All right, I see you. Thank you. I'm letting you go. Like, and the body will do it. The body will right. heal it. Like, it's the body is designed to heal. So the body knows exactly what to do. We just need to allow it to happen. Right. Let it feel the feelings that it needs yeah. to feel and the sensate. Yes. Yes. So much of um, what you said too about um, labeling. You were labeled as a difficult child. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I have really brought into my practice because it was really helpful to me because I began doing this work, right? I, I became certified um, as a life coach. I started diving into the power of the subconscious. I was doing the identity work, but really what really helped me take it deeper and really identify the uniqueness of everyone was bringing in human design. So I love to use the combination of you know the power of the subconscious using hypnosis and mm -hmm. like using you know our that energy healing but also bringing in human design to help us recognize yes. how we our souls and our our spirits actually present to the world and yeah. how we are yes. to eliminate that you know comparison to eliminate that um that that idea that some the answers are outside of me exactly you know, 
Exactly. And, and remember that, no, we, we are all here. We are all so unique. I have a completely different mission than you do. Mm -hmm. And I can see and honor and respect you for mm -hmm. being exactly who you are, just as much as I can respect how different I am. And I'm, the more that you honor you and the more yes. I honor me, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. 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 And, and we all have gifts, right? And we're taught not to share those gifts. We're taught not to be different. We're taught, you know, to fit in. But it no, why do you want to be like everybody else? Right? Like, why do I want to be like someone else? I want to be who I'm supposed to be. My soul came here for a reason, right? Like this is this human body is just housing the soul. Yeah. And the soul has a purpose. It picked this time, it this time and space to yeah. come into this body for yeah. a reason, right? And so the more that people wake up to that idea of what, how could my life look different? Like, how could I make small steps where I feel more in alignment with myself, where I'm speaking my truth, where I'm being authentic to my own needs, especially as women, people who identify as women, you know, this idea of our needs come last and yeah. everyone else's comes first, right? Like that's normal and that's accepted. And that's actually what is put out to society is like, that's the way it's supposed to be. But mm -hmm. that's why autoimmune disease is pervasive in women. Okay. You know, autoimmune disease is mostly in women, not men, because men do what they need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but women, women don't, they're taught not to. They're taught to take care of everybody else first. And so, when when you get to that rock bottom like you and i talked about or you get to the point where you don't know what else to do and, and you're you know you're physically mentally emotionally ill energetically ill your body will speak to you but we're not taught to listen to it so it's being open to like maybe i could see things differently maybe i could try something else right and and it doesn't mean it's good or bad it's just it's something different and i can be open to it right. it's something that you know, I'm all about like, you don't need to take the yellow brick road. <laughs> you yeah. can deviate on your own path. Like I'm a renegade. I create my own path. And I've always been like that even as a kid. Right. And yeah. as an adult, I'm very much a renegade. Like you get to choose what's best for you is one of my taglines. So when you were saying it, I'm like, yes, exactly. But yeah. it is like, who am I to tell you what you should do? Right. You're your I don't own live in your body. I don't yeah. live your life. Right. And so it's, it's having the courage to yeah. to sit with yourself and choose what is best for you right yeah. it's it's having the courage to make the changes because a lot of people around you are not going to like it you know like my family did not like it yeah. it was not easy it's still not easy like i you know we were talking about before like my family does not ascribe uh, to what i do they they kind of think it's kooky and that's fine right yeah. but it's i'm not gonna let that change my life right exactly and it's holding holding step holding in oh my god i can't talk <laughs> you by you taking back the power mm -hmm. i am the writer of my story i am my own guru i the power lies within me i can heal like again stop looking so outside it doesn't mean mm -hmm. we're not asking for help it doesn't mean we're not you know it doesn't mean because that is absolutely key because that's part of receiving, right? That's exactly. part of as part of being led. That's part of your intuition is like exactly. we don't know all the things, but yeah. it's also remembering, it's un understanding that the that power is got like I'm being guided and yes. my body is trying to wake is set you know the universe, God, source, whatever you believe in is sending me yes. signals here that something is off, and mm -hmm. it's either I pay attention. Or I don't, and he's gonna keep sending me signals, keep sending me signals, and I and the, but it's like the more we step into that power, because I struggled with this as well, mm -hmm. mostly with my, you know, um, my biggest source was with my husband because my husband's very blue collar, very not energetic. Me <laughs> like, too. Not his body, um, <laughs> and for a long time, I only even just a lot of this year was about me creating safety again in my marriage of being yes. authentically myself yes. because it started, I was thinking, you know, I'm, I just am launching this new program and so much of it is understanding that what we talked about, that it not, we can't compartmentalize our life. We can't compartmentalize our energy. We have to mm -hmm. become being in our power and be a boss about 
all of it because mm -hmm. it's all interconnected. And you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like it starts mm -hmm. with us. We have to make sure we're safe. Like, so mm -hmm. again, ditching the whole narrative of like motherhood, martyring ourselves, laying our bodies down and just like, you know, giving everything to everyone else. It's really about, nope, it starts with me, making sure my needs are met, my oxygen mask is on, I'm good. Then mm -hmm. I give from there. Then it's mm -hmm. then it's my family. Then it's my children. Then it's, you know, really that because we need to be, we also to feel safe. We want to be loved. We want to be seen and accepted. Then it goes out to our, you know, extended families. But then it's also survival, right? Income, mm -hmm. career, mm -hmm. um, society, fitting in. Like we don't want to be let out, um, exiled by the community. It's mm -hmm. like, this is so, if we can understand that we're like, again, we're just trying to be safe. Mm -hmm. and, but as long as we understand too, that that's part of our role here yes. is to be in our power because by me being in my power, I don't have to force my husband to do anything. I don't have, but I don't have to not, I don't have to keep myself small for my husband. Exactly. You know? And that he gets a choice, just like I get a choice exactly. to either respond to my energy, to respond, to elevate, to, you know, um, uh, grow, yep. or he can reject it, reject mm -hmm. me. And that's his choice. And that mm -hmm. was, that's the key of surrendering that, mm -hmm. but that's, that's empowering him that mm -hmm. if I didn't do that, he might not ever be challenged to. Does that make sense? Like yes, yes. if we don't do that for each other, then we're not allowing all of us to wake the fuck up and, and lift your greatest potential. Yes, yeah. To our fullest potential and realize, oh, I don't have to feel this way. Right. Oh, well, if she can <laughs> remember understand everything we yes. see in everyone else that we want or it triggers us. This is why social media was such a big trigger for me too. But I also was like, ha ha ha, something's here. It's because mm -hmm. so much of my worthiness was like in what people thought of me. Mm -hmm. Because it's my inner was yeah. just like what you're saying. All of, I, I just wanted to fit in. I people please all day, all my, you know, for yeah. 30 years. And like, yeah, because of just wanting to feel seen and safe and yeah. Hard group and you know love so anyway, we all have these needs right and yeah. and that's the thing is to understand that we are unique in our soul's purpose and in whatever our struggles we all have the same needs we all just want to feel safe we all want us being seen and heard we all mm -hmm. want to feel supported and loved right and liked like that this is normal human behavior but it's when it's taken out of context and when it's twisted to be used as a weakness that the issue occurs, then you feel you're not enough. Then, yeah. you know, then you're going to be codependent. Then you're going to people please. Then you're not going to live your, your, to your choose purpose because you don't know what that is and it doesn't feel good. Right. So like when we go against these paradigms, these beliefs, it, feel, it doesn't feel good because it's, it's not our normal. So that's why, even if you do all of the work, like you and I've done for years, you're still, you're still human. Like, I'm not going to say, I don't have fights with my husband there. We still right. have fights. Right? I'm still triggered by him. Like he's yeah. still knows me in a way that he can trigger me. Right. But it's having that, it's having that intellect after it's all over, right. To mm -hmm. sit with it and go, okay, well, what was about that? That caused yeah. me to still be triggered. Right. Rather than going into a shame spiral, rather than feeling guilty, it's sitting with it and saying, okay, well, what, what happened there? That's telling me there's still a piece of this that is still not healed. And it's something you will do until you leave the physical body. Like, I hate to tell you, it's not a one and done. Like, it's not like I did the work and it's done. If it was you and I would be done and we would have well, a different conversation. Well, hopefully, hopefully it like does. That. Yeah, yeah, because that means that you're growing. Like, <laughs> it means that you're continuing to put yourself in situations and keep your mind open and mm -hmm. like, it's the same thing with mom guilt. I, this is why I, I you know, just hopped off a call before this, that, you know, we were talking about, that's why even with myself to this day, I, when I snap at my children, I have to, uh, yeah, of course it sucks. And I'm like, oh man, I hate myself in that moment of like, oh, I don't want to be this mom, but it jolts me into be like, Amy, you are mother loving human. Give mm -hmm. yourself a little bit of love. You got four <laughs> hours of sleep last night. <laughs> That's what, like, 
you didn't get sleep, you were, you had no morning, like you didn't have any morning routine, like right. humanize yourself for a minute. You're not resourced. Give yeah, yourself you're not- an internal hug, give yourself yep. some love and tell, you know, say, I say, you know, so apologize to my child. And I'm like, Hey, mommy's tired. Mommy's right. not, you know, mommy's sorry, but this is what's going on with mommy. She just needs a little bit of space. She needs a little bit of quiet for, for you know, it's just like, it's so easy for us to spiral into shame, mm-hmm. but how much, how, how different could it be? And how easy could it be also to get into love and, and love and, um, understanding mm-hmm. and how more empowering that feels than yeah. disempowering ourselves and saying something's wrong with me. Right. I'm not good enough. Or like, no, you're just in a really tough season right now. Like, absolutely nothing you know consistency is hard to come by it's Mm -hmm. like give yourself what you need even if that's at 1 p.m versus the 7 a.m that you intended it to be it's Mm -hmm. like you know it's really about again removing the perfectionism mindset that we control you know it's really and learning to balance that masculine and feminine of understanding yeah we 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 need you know we need that strategy structure controlling yeah that all is helpful to have that you know those that those bones right the foundation mm-hmm. understanding what you might need but we also need the feminine in the flow that's what allows mm-hmm. us to calm down to be at peace to not you know be running our to-do list like because we also understand that there needs to also be some give and some surrender and that we can't control everything and that we don't need to and that it's always this or something better that mm-hmm. we're always moving towards something better so what you were saying is like i wanted to jump into this because i know we're going we can talk for hours i feel <laughs> but it's you know we're so talking for the physical symptoms but really yeah. ourselves, you know to look for the energetic symptoms like people pleasing the anxiety bitterness frustration those are all symptoms mm-hmm. something energetically oh. yeah. um yeah. so what are some things that like i know you talk a lot about you know the home remedies and plant medicine what is it that you um where do you begin like with this journey when when you're working with your clients and like, or what are some tips that you could give to our listeners of like, where, where to begin? Like, right. so, so when I work with clients one-on-one or in a group, I always incorporate breath mm-hmm. because it's something that's always available to you and it's free and you don't have to go anywhere to do it. Right. Like yeah. it's always there. We just don't intentionally breathe. We either hold our breath. We breathe shallowly because we don't want to breathe. We don't want to feel the emotions or sensations. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But your breath brings you back into yourself. It allows you to connect with your intuition. It allows you to connect the mind, the body, and the spirit so that you are open then to what could be. You're open to making the changes. You're opening to living with a little bit more grace. You're opening to shining a light on the shame. You're opening to do something different, right? So I always incorporate breath because I feel like it's really important. And for me, it was important. And even working with other clients, I see the value of it. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you literally can just take three deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Like it's nothing special. I don't do any, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of breath patterns out there. They're really activating. And so if you do them and you feel a lot of stuff at once, you're not going to want to do it again. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's having the space to feel supported and to feel safe. Like this person, this person's got me. So when I, when I meet with people, I start with breath and then they're able to drop into a place that feels safe. And I can then affirm them, even if they're not consciously aware of it, they're able to actually accept it. Where like a lot of people say do affirmations, right? But if you don't believe it, the body knows. Right. Like the body knows like you don't believe this. So right. I'm, not, I'm not actually accepting it. Like I'm not actually getting any positive benefit from, from it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in a place where you feel safe and supported and someone's holding a safe container for you, and, and you're in this, you know, you're just in this deeper state and I'm affirming things. Mm-hmm. You're getting the value without even knowing. Like a lot of times people are like, I don't even know what happened. I don't even know what you said. I don't even know what music played. I'm like, that's fine. That's what you needed. Right. And it's also right. moving through, not having expectations, not having judgments and just feeling what comes through and knowing that everything is normal. 
right? Like anything that can happen is normal. There is no abnormal. It's all normal and it's all unique to your body. So there's no agenda. We don't go into it with like, we're going to touch on age five. Like that does not happen. Right. It's, it's building up resilience to trust the body that the body has an innate intelligence to heal and allowing it to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and by doing that, you then may be more open to, hey, I'm going to try flower essences, right? So that's mm-hmm. an energetic way of absorbing the, the benefits of some plants to rebalance you emotionally. Hey, I'm going to try homeopathy. Again, those are all created from either animals, plants, or earth materials, and they're heavily, highly diluted. And you get the energetic remedy that you need to address the root cause. And they're you know, it's all an energetic balance, which is what the body is trying to do to just rebalance you. Hey, maybe I'm open to changing my laundry soap. Hey, maybe I'm open to getting rid of some personal care products. Hey, maybe I'm open to putting organic sheets on my bed. Hey, maybe I'm open to putting an air filter up, right? It like, it just allows the process to unfold in a really organic Mm -hmm. way. It doesn't feel like a lot of pressure. And it's also in small, measurable steps, so it's not overwhelming to the body or to the ego. So for me, my approach is just establishing safety in in all the ways that I interact with clients, whatever that may mean for you, right? It's it's also like the learning process of everyone is different. It's very individualized. Yeah, and it's an individualized approach of like, what is it that you need today? Right. This is the intention that came to me. Does that feel good to you? Right. So like a lot of times I'll do release because we hold on to things that are not our own. Right. We hold on to other people's stuff. We hold on to past experiences. Like it's like backpack of baggage you're carrying around. Right. And so we just allow ourselves that time and space that's for you to let go of what no longer serves you. Right. To, mm-hmm. to, to be able to, to, to be curious about what could be, what yeah. could I welcome in? How could things be different? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I don't think um, many people know this, but yeah, you can. So I, um, you can use breath work. Breath work, what you said, that state, it it can get you to the same level of depth, yeah. like the theta wave, I think it is, that yeah. hypnosis, like just like with hypnosis. Yes. It's yeah. just, again, forms of method, whatever you feel most comfortable with. But yeah, I've absolutely, um, it's about just, um oh that getting to that safety within the mm-hmm. body and i didn't jump right into hypnosis it actually took me up i actually had to become comfortable with meditating and really good at meditating mm-hmm. before i even was open i think to hypnosis um yeah. just because again it, it's it, it's a, a deeper level of um surrender i i really don't know vulnerability that. right it's a vulnerability yeah yeah but it's also it's it's to it's a practice too of just yeah. putting off the mind and and mm-hmm. and when you're really in that state and you're you're really still in it when you're in that hyper um, ego state of control it, living from that way of being within your mind and you're not used to being in your body mm-hmm. it can be really hard to shut that noise yeah. off yes and so yes. that's why yeah, I love what you're saying and that's very much the same it's a step-by-step process. It's a, all right, where's the biggest source? I, so similar, I go through a lot of just unlayering all that you aren't. Identify all the unlearning. Yep. The unlearning before we ever learn, because Mm -hmm. we really have to like clear out all the crap before we can. Yeah. And, and, and really evaluate, like, does this still serve me? Right? Like, is this really what I still believe? Does this still feel good to me? Yeah. I mean, and you could do it in so many different ways, right? It's just whatever feels good for you. So for, for you, that's hypnosis for me, that's breath, right? For someone else that could be a yoga practice, that could be a meditation practice, but it's, there's not one size fits all, right? Like it's, you get to choose which one feels best to you. And and noting that it's not going to be easy, it's going to feel weird, it's going to feel different, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. It's, yes, listening, listening to the nudge, because that's all mm-hmm. it was for me. It was just this, like, quiet, so I'm a splenic projector, and so for me, my intuition is just very, it's it's in the moment, and it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It's not like this, oh, gut, like, I don't get those gut feelings, I just right. have, like, huh. Like it's almost just like it drops in and then it's, if I don't act on it, it's kind of gone. So, um, all the best things in my life have just been this in the moment, 
and I acted and I trusted it and I went with it and it just led me to the next best thing. And that's right. how it was for my certification for knowing I wanted to get certified in hypnosis for hiring, hiring coaches. It was all just, an, it was all just me following my intuition. Yeah. Oh no. And that's but, the thing when you connect the mind, the body and the spirit, the intuition that however that speaks to you gets louder. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, because in our society, we're taught not to trust it. That doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not right. But I, we're, we were never intended to be in the mind as much as we are. And that's why people are so exhausted. That's why they're depressed. That's why they're, you know, overwhelmed. That's why they're on edge all the time because the mind is overworked. And so we're finding a practice where you can quiet the noise to give the mind a break is so important, regardless if you're having health issues or not. It's important for everybody. Yeah. And so I advocate for quieting the noise, like stepping away from the screen, getting outside, you know, uh, be mindful of what you are viewing and, mm -hmm. and ingesting. So that's, you know, visually viewing things. I don't watch the news. I limit social media. It's about 20 minutes a day. If that, right, it doesn't feel good to me. So I don't, I don't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like if it's going with what feels good to you and, and but we're really trusting that this feels good to me and not saying, well, it doesn't feel good, but I'm going to do it anyway. The overriding is defeats the purpose. Right. right. That right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to build myself stronger by exposing myself to it. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah. Right? It, that's not how you build resilience. Like that's, yeah. that's not how it works. You have to do it in ways that feel safe to the body. So yeah. it's all right. about safety. Amy, I feel like we, oh, I just, I love this conversation. I know we didn't even go in half of what we talked about before, <laughs> which is unfortunate, but like, I, I I absolutely want know like everything that we talked about today was so important to share. And I'm just really thankful that you're doing the work that you're doing and that you are sharing it. And um, I know someone was listening today and hopefully they, they got a nudge, you know, of maybe leading them to something that they, they maybe they've been avoiding or have been, you know, their body's been trying to tell them. So mm -hmm. where can people connect with you, find you, um, What's the best way? So they can go to mind, body, spirit, breath, and they can see, you know, basically what my story was, find out what it entails, what it looks like, and they, they can contact me to have a free connection call. We could talk and see if we're a good fit. Awesome. All right. So I will make sure I have that in the show notes for everyone. But Amy, thank you so much for hearing with me on this call. I know. <laughs> Got a little hairy at the end. It was a pleasure. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. I am so thankful that you joined me for today's episode. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at sheisbossmama. Or better yet, give this podcast a rating or leave a review. That helps me get the message out to the women that so badly need to hear how possible it is to take back your life and start writing a new story. And don't forget to check out the show notes to download my free Empowered Mama meditation series with my HD Mama blueprint and all of the other ways that you and I can work together to help you become the mother-loving boss that you were born to be. Until next time, Mama.